they can't all be glamour fixtures here on the Owls Americast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with American Accent. I'm your host, Sheffrey Paternostro. They're not usually glamour fixtures. And while last week I went for a big beer for a big match, sometimes you need a functional drink for a functional performance. And we've decided to curtail our liquor store bills a little bit, which means I have to be a little more judicious with my purchases, more or less. So I was at a bourbon. So I went for the bottom shelf. And you can get good bottom shelf bourbon. So I had to go with Ancient Age, which is a Buffalo Trace product. Uh, it's 80 proof, so it's a little under proof. It's a little sweet and a little light on the palate. So it's not a great cocktail bourbon. But because it's sort of like the, the baking spice, the cinnamon spice barrel notes in it, it does make for a pretty good bourbon and Coke, which is not something I've drunk in probably about 10 years at this point. But... I poured a little ancient age in with some Fentiman's Curiosity Cola. That's quite nice. And people will tell you that you should stick to strict proportions for a proper highball. I'm here to tell you the bottle has a plastic cap on it. You can just free pour. It's fine. Also with me this week for what will probably be a pretty loose show is our guest Giddy Owl, Mike Laroon. Mike, what are you drinking? Hey, I am uh, really taking it easy tonight. I'm actually probably fighting off a cold or something. So I am... Going back and forth between a hot tea and some ginger ale, but it should be just fine. But actually, I did have a, a super fun, I shouldn't even start this story because I can't remember the name of the rum I had, but I was up uh, at the jazz club the other night and had a really good, uh, fantastic rum cocktail, and I will find it by the end of the show. That's good. But it was good. good. I, yeah. I only have Appleton in the house. That's all you can only get. I mean, you can get other stuff here too, but that's yeah. my general go-to sort of midline rum that you can do just about anything with. So on this episode of the Owls Americas, we'll be doing very specific things. We will be reviewing Wickham Wanders Away, covering the Wednesday news, and previewing Fleetwood Town Part 1 and Cheltenham. But we'll start with the Wickham Wanders game. Like I said, not a glamour tie, no matter how glamorous Ainsworth looks on the sideline. I do want to say uh, fair play to Wickham for a change. They actually came out and knocked the ball around a little bit and looked a little dangerous at the beginning of the first half and the beginning of the second half that was a uh, lewis wing i believe it was lewis that- wing yeah in a nice little game i think their their winger looked reasonably dangerous too i'm sure justin mentioned him in the preview i don't keep track i'm usually checked out by that point in the show we'll see how much ancient age i have by the time i get to the uh, preview this week but you know they i said last week with justin i was i wasn't scared of this game i just felt like they were going to have a bit of a performance letdown, and they kind of did in a way. This was not their their best performance as a team. They really let Wickham sort of get in, get into the final third a little bit more than I expected. Like, Wickham had by far the lion's share of the possession, especially in the first half. But, again, we look back at that makeshift back line, Mike, and it's getting more and more makeshift now. As but it was, is it, though? As, so... Uh, I, I, they did set up a little more defensively, obviously with with James at left wing back instead of Marvin Johnson, but and you know Jack Hunt at at right wing back and moved Palmer it's into fine, a though, back but three I think with uh, Fameo and Iorfa. But you know, it, it, it was like bend but don't break, right? Well, so I was, I, I agree. I always have the dread about forty eight hours before the Wickham games, just because. They're just never fun. Um, no. 
And in hindsight, I don't know if this game was fun, but it was so, I, I'm so relieved. And I think a, the big part of it, waking up, seeing the team news, Mark McGinnis nowhere in sight, and you just fear that there's going to be a Mark McGinnis-sized hole in yeah. that back line. And I was thrilled. I thought Palmer, uh, Iorfa, um, um, Femuo, all. I, think, all I guess through. it's Femuo. I thought it was Femuo, but yeah, they, they, were, pronoun- they were pronounced to get Femuo on the. Uh, he's been gone for five months, so yeah. it's time to relearn. But yeah. no, I thought I thought the three of them were quite admirable. Um, and again, I, I dread this. You game. would not have known that Femuo was out of the squad. Like, had played. Well, I yeah. think I think uh, they said forty-two minutes all season or something was the, yeah 160 games ago or yeah. days ago so and um, he just he he dropped right yeah. into that center back three and had a you know he looked good in the 42 minutes he played like he looked like a quality player yeah. at this level and he came right back in and looked like a quality player at this level so i guess that's we don't say this often but a credit to wednesday's medical and training staff to get him yeah. back right in and back in match fit and right we'll, into we'll, the we'll, we'll come back to that medical staff yeah, later sure. but the awesome, uh though. The other thing is Cameron Dawson. I yep. mean, he had that, again, it was the Lewis wing shot, was probably the only real action I think yep. I ever saw him go down for, but that was spot on, but he seems quite comfortable. Um, I don't I know. I guess what, it came I, out this week that I don't know, Stockdale's having back spasms or back issues, something, okay. something I like heard. that. I don't know if that, okay. I, it, I don't know if that's just sort of the main factor in Dawson coming back into the squad or part of the factor in Dawson's just looked that good in training that yeah. that's uh, how it's played out. But yeah, I, yeah. I don't think they've really, they have really missed a beat with Dawson in there. Yeah. And as far as the midfield goes again, they weren't again. I, I really thought that if you want to take a, a, a team and this is all credit to Darren Moore, but a team that you kind of have to, shuffle and put together and then give them a game plan against a team that you've played a lot in the last several years and not had fun with. I thought this was executed near, you know, near, near perfect. Um, again, it's such a different vibe with Wickham. If you score early, if you get out there first there, it's, it's such a different feel. So no, it was great. About another great long range strike from Vox to open and close the scoring. And yes, it did take a slight deflection on the way in. If you want to be a little bit of a, a spoiler, didn't even about notice. It. It's yeah. very slight yeah. deflection, but I don't think the keeper was stopping it either way. So okay. I, I do think the deflection took it a little bit higher, but it still it was an absolute uh, thunder chuffer, as Lord H would say. I did. I do like the Wickham pitch was not in great shape, so he did the cartwheel no. part and then started to do the backflip and said, "Probably not. Probably not so a good idea." Yeah, after seeing yeah, and in hindsight, you know, mm. seeing the the two stretchers and then seeing the replays afterwards of seeing him yeah. do that, like hey, maybe we should put <laughs> the kibosh. In there. Yeah. So you know, it's funny. Uh, we were listening to the BBC has a a rapper a whip around show during mm. the games called Squad Goals, and um, it, we had it on in the background when we were watching the game, and they uh, they they were saying, well, there's been a goal at Wickham and sound and checking the socials it says it was a thunder shuffer <laughs> and they went on for five minutes saying that none of them had ever heard the word thunder shuffer before so people were texting people were tweeting in saying okay. thunder shuffer is a yeah. wednesday thing and yeah. don't spread it around so yeah. and then after that like they they had a couple like uh josh wouldn't thing was a little unlucky not to get back on the score sheet he had a couple uh couple opportunities callum patterson too i think will probably feel a little hard done to not score on the little like half volley that he had i think shortly after the box goal but 
Yeah, I think the, the, the thing that Windass impressed me with, and this is something, again, learning to play without Barry Bannon, mm-hmm. um, which has been a good lesson, I think, for everybody. Uh, the counterattack, Josh Windass really, uh, yeah. between him and um, who else just came back? Jack Hunt. Yeah. I think that the two of them really were quite admirable on a, and this is a, a team that, I guess, after they get behind, you do have plenty of opportunity to do the counterattack. Mm-hmm. But, um, but can we talk about Patterson for a moment? Sure. Because I think there is this notion that he may or may not be. You know, hearts sounds like they keep coming back for him. Yeah. Um, and at a certain point, like, don't know. if the player wants to leave, they're going to let him leave, right? Gregory yeah. was back in the squad, uh, the match day squad, got in off the bench, and I assume we'll get up to match fitness it, fairly shortly. But it's what. But struck me though is he was at, Patterson was everywhere. Yeah, that's what he and does. He was he was really trashing. I, I, know, their, I know Patty will say that's all he does, but he does. I know a, he was trashing their back line. Mm-hmm. Patty's not here, so mm-hmm. there we go. He was really trashing their episode back line. three hundred. Uh, we'll we'll see him again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I mean, yeah, he had a few a few close range misses that were too bad, but um, you know, I think he, he maybe even got the officially got the assist on the box goal, but um, yeah, he was just everywhere, and it's interesting because I was looking at his. Because it's what we do. I was looking at his Wikipedia page. He's one of the only people who's listed as utility yes, for his, he is. his position. Utility, yes. And yeah, I mean, you and I, Mickey Hatcher, yeah. you know, all these other utility baseball players. But mm-hmm. to, to actually see, yeah, he's a he's a football utility man. If you were to go, I don't even know how he would measure. You, know, you don't measure his loss in goals. You don't right. measure it in... Um, we know we can just, me- we, we can measure one thing about Callum Patterson according to the rest of the squad. Uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> it has to go blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I, I do I do hope he sticks around. I think he's and, and Darren Moore is talking about it like he's here for long haul. So yeah, I think it's one of those uh, things yeah, again where if think- the player wants to go, I think they're probably going to let him go. He's not. I, I don't know what the, if they get a fee for him or what. But if he wants regular first team football, he's probably going to get it hard, and he's not going to get it at Wednesday realistically with. Right. Gregory Windass and Smith all fit. Right. And granted, how long is that going to last? Who knows? Yes, exactly. So there, there may be opportunities uh, in the future, as there have been in the recent past, for Patterson to get you know ninety minutes a week. But right. he's also, I think, he is useful at this level, right? Like the the Wickham Wickham's the kind of game where you want Callum Patterson in there. The last, yeah. he's kind of taken on that new hero role where he'll come on for the last fifteen minutes and shit house a little I bit, just, and sometimes get a goal. Know, yeah. Which is like, it's it's not glamorous, but somebody's got to do it, especially in League One. Yeah. And you forget he's only 28. Yes, he I, is. I know he looks like a 40-year-old hard man. But I know. It's, it's the hair, but it is there. still, yeah. He's got the, the Reed Richards thing going. But yeah, no, he's, he's only 28 and he looks fit. So yeah. I, I hope we can hang on to him. Speaking of fitness, we should mention two injuries coming out of the game. Uh, George, Two stretcher jobs, too. George Byers and Stretchers. James. Byers, it sounds like, I, I don't know... It, okay is the the right term but it sounds like he either got kicked or stepped on which seems a little uh less worrisome than reese james who is feels like it might be a like a hamstring or something like that and that feels like it's well as we as keeping with probably the entire efl and all professional sports we will not know we will not know now until saturday morning what is going on with these guys um unless if someone has training videos or something going on which we saw barry bannon uh, earlier is, today you know it's soccer is very sort of hush hush but this kind of stuff it, it it's you you we know lee gregory is gonna get back in the squad and was fit no i don't know there he is great lee gregory is back awesome <laughs> sing the song yes so um 
Yeah. But losing James on that back line, I mean, obviously Mark McGinnis has been recalled to Cardiff, although <laughs> Cardiff has the new manager now. Who knows how that's going to play out or is looking for a new manager, I should say. Um, well, like I said on the WhatsApp group, he's, he's cup-tied, so he was he not able to yeah. be in their uh, lineup against Leeds today. So that was They are so going to need to go out and bring in. Still hope. They were going to need to go out and bring in defensive depth anyway, so I don't think that changes. With yeah. James going down, it might you know, necessitate maybe bringing in two starting quality defenders at this level. But, but that again, is for the just... Wednesday news slash transfer rumor mill. Yeah, but but again, there just seems to be. Um, I, I'm not I'm not feeling the despair that we would have two years ago when our you know one of our. I mean, I, having buyers and Bannon out at the same time is not what you want. As a no former Yankees and Phillies manager one so pined. But but you also yeah. don't want to go overboard and, and overspend on uh, on. I don't, I don't think you, I think they have the midfield depth right. You can roll yeah. out Backinson, Windass, and you know Denneran's fit now. Deli Bashiru. So they have they have they have quality at this level. You know players that have shown quality at this level in the midfield. They can move uh, Liam Palmer back into the midfield. Callum Patterson can play midfield. Callum Patterson know. can play anything. Yes. Uh, so. I think they're going to, that's not going to be a high priority. You know, I think uh, Shipston was in the squad, obviously, this week. I think you might see more of him uh, going forward as well. But yeah, the back line and maybe another striker is going to be, I think, what they're going to be looking for in the window. And you look at where they are now. Um, you know, Ipswich and Plymouth drew at the weekend. <laughs> John Pearson was like going off that he really wanted uh, Ipswich to win. Or sorry, Plymouth to win, and I get that yes. from like a a, a like you want to just you want to get as far ahead in second as you can, right? Because there's there's no there's no parade for winning League One. There should not be a parade for winning League. It doesn't really matter as long as you're one of the top. Two <laughs> if, spots. if you're Wednesday, no, if yeah, you're they, Wednesday, there should not be a parade for winning. Just but Dean Windass would probably say the you know, same. they picked thing. up they picked up two points on both teams, as opposed to picking up three points on one or whatever. And I think right. uh, keeping you know both keeping Plymouth within. Shouting distance, and and not even within shouting distance now, right? They have a game in hand, and they're three points game behind hand, them, right. so uh, and have the best goal difference in the league. So, uh, giving yourself more outs for automatic promotion, I don't think is a particular bad thing. Look, if Ipswich wants to go on a four-match losing streak, culminating with them losing to Wednesday, I, I'm fine with that. But I think at this point in the calendar, you can't really scoreboard watch. You just control you your own fate. You control your own destiny. And... You go, you go to Wickham and you grind out a one-nil win, and we're uh, to quote another. Uh, very successful coach. Uh, we're on to Fleetwood, right? We're on to Fleetwood. <laughs> we'll take a break, and we're on to the Wednesday news and a two-match preview. <laughs> now it's time for some Wednesday news and more Premier League cup sets to talk about as the under-18s beat Leicester City in the FA Youth Cup this past week. I watched a little bit of the game. I watched most of the second half. So it's a fun... I, I kind of wish they'd make a bigger deal out of these. Like, there were a few fans there in attendance. And Wasn't I know, it whatever, it's like a Wednesday night or something. They played at Hillsborough, like... No, they played at Hillsborough. They okay. played at Hillsborough, yeah. Uh, I believe you can get in free with a season ticket. And I know, you know, whenever it's... But, you know, it was a pretty good game, all in all. Good. Uh, I will note, I, I don't, I mean, outside of uh, Katamateri and Shipston, who have been in the uh, 
main squad this year. I don't know their names, but like they're number 11. I, I remember I sent a message to the West Cap. Their number 11 looks pretty impressive. Then he immediately pulled a hammy like five minutes after I said that. It's the Wednesday curse. Good work. Uh, yeah. I don't know who that is, but I was pretty impressed with him. Uh, Katamateri scored a lovely goal from outside the area. I mean, they went down 2 nothing, came back to win 3-2. We'll say that that's for starters. That's, that's good to hear. Uh, they got a little scrappy goal right before the half to make it 2-1, and then Katamateri scored from outside the area. Nice little curler. And then they went, in all honesty, kind of a soft penalty uh, that Shipston, uh, Shipston obviously had been watching the World Cup shootout in the finals with, and tried to do the messy. He rolled the little messy, the little messy uh-huh. roll and did did manage to freeze the key for long enough to get it by him. So good. Ugh. I did like, there's a, you can see a video recap. I think the club did a nice job. They did like a match day video. It's about eight minutes long. Well, I think it was live on YouTube, right? It was live on YouTube and they did like a little match day. They had like behind the scenes stuff and like the the uh, field level cameras they'll use sometimes to show Wednesday highlights, which was funny because there's a they have um both ends of the of the South Stand. I think it's the South Stand. I always screw this up as we've discussed before. And so Katamateri scores his nice little curler and does the slide right to the camera and then Shipson scores the penalty kick and goes to the camera bay not realizing the camera <laughs> he runs right by the actual camera <laughs> which was pretty funny but good win they move on in the in the fa youth cup so that's good we covered the injury news for the most part again it doesn't again we don't know until the team squads are announced uh what the situation is with buyers and james i suspect yeah so we're we're assuming Byers is, I'd say, not knee, not ankle, not ACL. So yeah, that's I, 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 the yeah, best, I don't know if you'll see him starting. I don't know if you'll see him in the squad this weekend. Yeah. It's it's tough to say. Uh, James would worry me a little bit. I think that might be a little bit, uh, a little bit longer. I don't know. Yeah, it is tough to say. But you would, uh, you know, you would like to see them. Uh, buyers especially given that I expect I expect they're holding Bannon back until the Plymouth Deathwitch double that's coming back even if he's in training and stuff like that you don't want to right you really probably don't want to this is crazy to see two stretchers when you see one stretcher (laughs) is shocking and then see two in the same game is uh, it's just awful so I guess the official the official word is that buyers had a cut on his foot and a James ankle buckled, which again can mean any number yeah, of two things. extremes. Yeah. Any number of things could happen here. That is the that is the word from the Sheffield Star, apparently. I don't think the usual transfer uh news. They're still interested Other than in McGinnis. Sounds like McGinnis is more or less official. Um, I mean, he's been recalled. Um, he hasn't he hasn't played for them yet. I don't know how that's going to play out with the the new manager. Like, but if you're a new manager coming in, like, and you're watching video of Mark McGinnis at Sheffield Wednesday, you're like, yeah, I yeah. want that guy. We're in a right. we're in a relegation scrap. I want. Well, that guy. did you? It, it, I was was watched the first half of their uh, game today with Lee's yeah. FA Cup. That that back line is ad, as advertised. Yeah. Was, yeah, that's the thing, right? Uh, they gave up five, I think. But Wednesday yeah. have conceded what nine goals in their last nineteen matches, and who's been in right. the center of that for though? It's Mark yeah. McGinnis, right? Like, well, he's sort of three three time player of the month. Yeah, I mean, he's a, a at least a championship level defender, if not better than that. So, mm. 
we do we do have some here's here's a good one i don't know if you know this i'm gonna i didn't know this i'm gonna get your your unfettered reaction to this from uh joe Cran at the sheffield star this is about their interest in luke mcnally which i think we've talked about before yeah. the star reported this week that they made an inquiry oh sorry i thought <laughs> my, my I'm, I'm i made a mistake here i thought they were actually interested in vincent company but they are not, in fact, interested in Vincent Company. They are interested in... I forgot. <laughs> I don't know. Vincent Company, Vincent ocean, company could do a job at this level, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, still. I would take Vincent Company on this back line. I, I believe that happened to me today. I don't even know what I was watching, but yeah, they yeah. said Vincent Company... I forgot that, yeah. Field. I forgot he was... It's so weird that Sean Dyche... Oh, no, it was, the, the, it was the Birmingham City game yeah. the other day I was watching, and what's-his-name's out there? Uh, Troy Deeney. Yeah, it's just so weird like, to me that... <laughs> Sean Dyche is not the manager of Burnley, so. Yeah. Troy Dean is out there playing for Birmingham. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Weird. It's, uh, yeah, it happens. So that's the, the transfer news for the week, I guess, such as it is. Uh, so I should be clear. Justin, who does all our previews, I'm sure did a lovely job with this week's previews for Fleetwood and Cheltenham Town. And as he does, sent me the document. And as I do, I open the document two minutes before we started recording instead of this I afternoon. Did, as did I. When he said, sort of. you, I assume you don't have permission either. I do not have permission. So neither of us have permission to open the document. So this but, one's going to be a little loose. Yeah. So Fleetwood Town, obviously we're on the return fixtures now. Fleetwood Town was a 2-1 win. Uh, Marvin Johnson got the winner with a nice little curled up his leg volley, you know, reminiscent of the John Sheridan free kick, but not quite as good because what is really. And uh, not Marvin Johnson's uh, most significant action in that game, one might argue, as he drew a yellow card on Sean Rooney, which was Sean Rooney's second yellow card, getting him sent off. And then, as you may recall, and as we discussed on this podcast, only, well, five matches ago, because he had a four-match ban and he's back this week, uh, had, a, had a little bit of a tantrum. I think I would describe it as as the, the father of a two year old. I'm familiar with that kind of behavior. He was uh, he was upset. I would hope my two year old would have more sense than to square up with Darren Moore. But well, it's still ambiguous. She's feisty. If he, going, if he was going for more, or if Moore was slowing him down, he was going for stock. I think he was going for Stockdale. I think is what was yeah. actually happening because I'm sure uh, it's, it's entirely possible that. He's winding him up a little bit because why not? That it seems like a thing that David Stockdale might do in that kind of situation. So uh, there, there are some things I can tell you about Fleetwood. But that was a, a can, but uh, it is it is good that we have some beef. We have a four yeah, game we got a little juice, yeah. A four game suspension that ended as of now. So welcome back, Sean Rooney. Yeah, it's like you like a little, uh, you like a little extra, extra juice for a. You know, you're not going to get into a home fixture against Fleetwood. Uh, Fleetwood, we should say, uh, six points from their last five matches, two wins and three losses, including the, the loss to Sheffield Wednesday that kicked off their that five-match stretch. They also lost to Barnsley and Oxford. They beat Shrewsbury and QPR in the FA Cup. So I'll give them still in the uh, still in the hat there. Uh, Sean Rooney has actually been their highest-rated player by who scored this year, for what that is worth. Their leading scorer, and they do not score a lot, is Carlos Mendez Gomez, a Spanish attacking midfielder slash forward. Uh, Fleetwood, another uh, bottom-of-the-table team. 
they were in the bottom half of the table when we played them last time. They are still in the bottom half of the table. So that kind of that kind of is what it is. Uh, it is odd though. We get them twice in the same week. Um, we do because they do have the they obviously they have them at home the at home again in the FA Cup. So you always worry a little bit, I guess, about three matches in this close succession against a team. And obviously there'll be some squad rotation and, and someone's going like to figure something. Out. But you yeah. always worry that some, it's it's tough to beat a team three times in a row, right? That's like the old like NFL rule. Right. It's tough to beat a team three times in a season. To be specific, uh, Fleetwood is in seventeenth. Uh, actually, have a positive goal difference. 20, uh, who did they? Uh, I wonder who they beat. Twenty nine. Uh, you, you look at some of those negatives at the bottom of the table, and you're yeah. like, okay, yeah. Twenty nine scored, twenty seven allowed in twenty five games. So not not a you know fairly defensively stout, but not a particularly high scoring team, as we noted. Their leading scorers knocked in five this year. Uh, <laughs> As Justin did put in the WhatsApp group, in addition to the doc that we can't access, he said it's got to be six points, and these have to be three of them, right? This yes. Is, this is where we are now. They're, you're, they're four points clear of Ipswich, um, you know, 11 clear of Darby, who have a game in hand, but you're not really you're worried about third. You're not worried about fourth at this point, as far as it goes. No. You know, three behind Plymouth, and Plymouth and Ipswich just played each other. So this is, you know, you've got both those teams well, one coming to Hillsborough and a, a trip to, I believe, Ipswich on the docket in early February, and you wanna you wanna just keep getting points, keep banking points. I it it could be a scrappy think... one nil again. I think this is gonna be a. I expect this game is gonna be a blowout or not a blowout. I think it's gonna I, be a comfortable Wednesday win. That, yeah, but comfortable lately has been two nil, and I'm totally fine with that. I would like to see them uh, pad pad the goal differential a little bit that one of these two games, but um, we'll see. Yeah, again, it's hard to say what happens. Um, yeah, a couple variables with Rooney and with the FA Cup the following week, but yeah, we should take this one easy. In between a midweek trip to Cheltenham from 17th place to 18th place, <laughs> Cheltenham have scored 21 goals in 25 games. They have scored the fewest goals in League One this year. Although, you know, reasonably stingy, only allowed 30. I think you know how this is going to go away to Cheltenham. Uh, the yeah. first one, to be fair, was a... Or sorry, they're home again against Cheltenham, aren't they? Because they were away at Cheltenham in the... First of all, I don't have Justin's notes, so this is where we are right yeah. now. This is something I can look up, I think. Uh, what do we got? Reasonably quickly, but... Uh, uh, three nil. Oh, three nil. What game am I thinking? I'm thinking of like a completely wrong game. Uh, they beat them three nil at home. I have no memory of this game. Let's let's click on it and see what we got here. Uh, this was Windass, Bannon, and Delhi Bashiru. I would, that 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 looks like a nice combination. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in October, I have no memory of this. To be fair, uh, Bannon got a nine point two from who scored, so it might have just been a Bannon game. That's thing that can happen to Josh Wendass in the third minute. Yeah, I don't Where have any memory. I have no memory Where, of this game. Uh, yeah. But we head for the reverse fixture at Cheltenham. And Justin did make a note that I needed to go to the Cheltenham Stadium Wikipedia page. Because so they currently play at the completely hyphen Suzuki Stadium. Which is uh, the the ground is Wadden Road, but it's yes. <laughs> I love it. Known as the completely Suzuki Stadium for sponsorship reasons. Uh, 
the ground's official name was the Victory Sports Ground until April 2009, when it was renamed to the Abbey Business Stadium through a sponsorship deal. Uh, then in 2015, it was renamed to the World of Smiles Stadium. But the deal ended after only one year. Who knows? It was named the LCL, is that LCI? LCI Rail Stadium before being named the Johnny Rock Stadium. Johnny Rock Stadium has a nice name, ring to it at least. Johnny Rocks. That Johnny would Rocks. be like a, a fantastic drink. Mm. I just want to give a, a note to the the World of Smile Stadium. Mm. We have a, an orthodontist who operates right like walking distance to our my high school. And uh, he sponsors all the kits around town. So mm. all the kits for all the youth soccer say braces by Joe. And it's just it's fantastic advertising. You love to love to see it. So World of Smile. That's good stuff. We should note that uh, said Wadden Road has been used for four international games in its history. So, uh, 28th of January, 1939, the English Amateur against the Wales Amateur. 2nd of March, 1993, England Semi-Pro versus Wales Semi-Pro. I don't know. It's, so that's, that's the uh, national team C, if you're keeping track. And then it's been used for uh, some under seven, an under-17 match in 2005 and under-16 match in 2011. So there you go. <laughs> there's a, there's a, the, the, they have a little picture on the Wikipedia page of the Hazelwood stand, then the Carlsberg stand, and the Colin Farmer stand, then the Into Print stand in 2011. So look, I, again, uh, Cheltenham, got, you get that commercial money, right? It all counts. It all counts. All that's going to count for Wednesday in this game against Cheltenham is three points. Uh, their leading goal scored. They have someone with more than five goals. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, I, I, he's definitely made several appearances on this podcast because he has an incredibly League One striker name. Alfie May has eight goals Alfie for May. them this year to lead... All scores. So there you go. Their highest rated player, again, by who scored is their central defender, Caleb Taylor, who's a 20 year old. So maybe uh, watch him, watch for him trying to marshal their defense. And again, a team that does not concede a lot of goals given their place in the table. So I think Wednesday are going to have a, going to have a task ahead of them to break them down, right? It's a, it's a stunner that we got three on them. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a little bit different when it's at Hillsborough. We should know they have played very well on the road this year. I think as was noted, uh, on the broadcast, their eighth way uh, win away from Hillsborough this year. So that's Cheltenham. We've done Fleetwood. We'll do Fleetwood again next week. I actually realized I was just going to record the same or re-insert the same preview, but we'll try That'll to get we'll try to we'll try to get the, we'll have an actual Fleetwood uh, preview next week from Justin probably. But for now, you've been listening to episode two hundred and two of the Owls Americast. You'll find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com and find and follow us on Twitter at owlsamericas. Podcast intro on bumpers. I fellow Wednesday. It's Reverend the Makers. A podcast is anywhere you get podcasts. There we are. Just search the Owls Americast. You can listen or subscribe right there. And wherever you do listen to the Owls Americast, we ask that you rate and review the show. More Wednesday nights. Find our ramblings. Mike is on Twitter at Cascadia Owls. Mike, what do you think the world of Smile is? I was going to go with, uh, well, shoot. I, was, uh, I should probably watch what I'm going to say here about orthodontia. So let's, um, no, let's just say it's um, 
dental something? The World of what Smile are leading providers. You would have never guessed this in a million oh, no. years. The World of Smile are leading providers of conservatories, garden buildings, sheds, cane, and ratten furniture. Shut the front door. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter at Jeff Paternostro. And on that bombshell, we'll see you back here next week. <laughs>